We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Well, let's do a show, shall we? It is Sunday morning in New York City. 12-11 going on 12-12. On January the 15th, that means it is time for the New York Giants to play a postseason game. I'm Mike Fliegelman. This is Fleegs on the Fan. I'm with you until 4 a.m. 877-337-6666. Number to call, number to text, or you can tweet at me at mfliegelman. It's M-F-L-I-E-G-E-L-M-A-N. We've got Brian McKeon on the other side of the glass. Dexter Henry has your updates at the top of every hour. And I'm here until 4 a.m. when Brian Rascona will come your way as we inch closer and closer to Big Blue in their first playoff game in six years. And we will spend plenty of time tonight talking about the New York Giants previewing their game against the Minnesota Vikings. But wow, wow, wow. We have to start this show talking about the game that you just listened to right here on The Fan with the great Iron Eagle on the call that you may have been watching over with the legend Al Michaels on the call on your television sets, the Jaguars and the Chargers. The Jags come back from down 27 nothing to advance to the divisional round next Sunday. The Jaguars pulling off the third biggest comeback in postseason history. And this was a game, I said it in the first half, at the end of the first half, right before the two-minute warning. If you remember, Chargers facing third and one in their own territory run a jet sweep. The ball gets fumbled. They recover the fumble and end up punting. But at the time, it is 27 to nothing. The Jaguars score a touchdown on that drive, have a little bit of life heading into the second half. And then we watch a second half where the Chargers, I mean, folks, if you pay attention for long enough, if you follow these things online, there's a verb for this. It's called chargering. And the Chargers just chargered really hard on Saturday night. The Jaguars come all the way back. The two-point conversion decision from Doug Peterson when it's 30-26, to Joey Bosa with his second unsportsmanlike conduct penalty gets ejected from the game. Peterson says, no, I don't want those 15 yards on the kickoff. I want to try a two-point conversion from the one-yard line. He gets it. His team is down two instead of three. And when the Jaguars get the ball, they end up in field goal range to kick the winning field goal. And watching that on TV, it looked like that was going to hook right. It stays just inside the uprights. And the Jaguars, with a miraculous comeback against the Chargers, Justin Herbert goes home, and Brandon Staley should be going home not just for the season, but forever. Brandon Staley is a guy who cost the Chargers a playoff berth last year with some foolish coaching 
in Week 18 against the Raiders. Brandon Staley hurt his team going into this game by playing his starters in a meaningless Week 18 game last week. Mike Williams is not playing in this game for the Chargers against the Jaguars because Brandon Staley thought he should have played him last week against uh, excuse me, the Broncos in a game that meant absolutely nothing. Think the Chargers could have used Mike Williams on Saturday night against Jacksonville? Brandon Staley, the oversight of that third and one call. It reminded me of the third and one call. If you go all the way back to week one, Giants-Titans. The Titans have a chance to get a first down, to maybe run the clock out on the Giants and win that game. They call a tight end jet sweep with a rookie tight end playing in his first game, a backup. It gets stuffed. We all know what happens. Giants end up getting the ball. They score. Titans get into field goal range. They miss the field goal. Giants win, and they go on to... 9-7-1 in the regular season. One of the more surprising regular seasons we've seen in a long time. And they'll play the Vikings later today. Watching that game, when I saw that play, I said, you know what? Stick a pin in this. If the Jaguars somehow come back. And I texted this to the great Tommy Keenan. If you've been listening to Beningo forever like I have, you've heard him say, you know, my, uh, my buddy, the great Tommy Keenan, for years and years and years, I've now met Tommy. I hung out with him last week down in Florida, went to the Jet Dolphin game together. We're talking during this game, and JJ, our old friend JJ in that group chat, said to them, put a pin in this play. If the Jaguars come back and win. What I actually said was, if somehow something absolutely insane happens in this game, that's the play to remember. Third and one, just before the two-minute warning. A chance to maybe go into the half with a 27-0 lead. And instead, Brandon Staley lets his team and lets his offensive coordinator call a jet sweep that they're lucky the fumble wasn't recovered by the Jaguars. They could have scored sooner. The Jaguars make the stop, fourth and long, punt, touchdown, and then a 27-7, things started to get really crazy. There were a lot of bad calls by the officials in this game that went against both teams. Probably more that went against the Jaguars than against the Chargers. You had the pass interference or illegal contact. Something should have been called on the second interception thrown by Trevor Lawrence. And how about Trevor Lawrence in this game? Four interceptions, three in the first quarter, and his team wins the game. I mean, the difference in the first half, Trevor Lawrence, and the second half, Trevor Lawrence, night and day. Trevor Lawrence a guy who's played in big games before. So I was surprised to see him kind of melting down with the third and fourth interceptions of the first half. Look, the first one was tipped twice. Not a great throw, but you don't expect the ball to be tipped twice and intercepted. The second interception, that should have been a defensive penalty and a first down. It wasn't. The third and fourth interceptions thrown by Trevor Lawrence were horrible, indefensible throws. So at that point, when Trevor Lawrence is melting down, I was surprised because, yes, he hasn't played in those big spots in the NFL, unless you want to count last week against the Titans winning in, and Trevor Lawrence wasn't great in that game. This is a guy who's played in college football playoff games. He's played in the national championship game. He knows what it's like to play under the lights in front of huge crowds. Trevor Lawrence rebounded with an incredible second half, getting his team to victory. That is one of the more unlikely playoff games you will ever see. Even with a team like the Chargers, who's known for falling apart. To do that against a second-year quarterback playing in his first postseason game and a young team, an upstart team, that is now on a six-game winning streak the last five games of the regular season and now Saturday night, a team that you are better than is inexcusable. 
If 24 hours from now, Brandon Staley is still the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, I will be shocked. That's been a team that you've heard some whispers over the last week. Well, if they lose, maybe they call Sean Payton. The quarterback is there. A lot of talent is there. Maybe that's the perfect job for Sean Payton to say, you know what? That's how I'm going to get back into coaching. Really, the only downside of that job is that you're in the same division as Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and the Chiefs. That was just if the Chargers lose this game. Now, they lost one of the most embarrassing and pathetic games in NFL history, in NFL playoff history. They won the turnover battle 5 to nothing. It is the first game in playoff history that a team has won the turnover margin 5 to nothing. Not just plus 5, but 5 to nothing and lost. Do you realize how hard that is to pull off? It's unfathomable. The quality of coach you have to be to pull that off. It's really hard, folks. I mean, that is... It's hard to come up with the words because almost anybody... Think of the worst coaches you've seen. Some bad coaches. In New York, we've seen some bad coaches over the last decade with the Giants and the Jets. Most of them couldn't even pull that off. Todd Bowles is a horrendous head coach. I don't know if he could lose a game in the playoffs when his team is up 5 nothing in turnovers and 27 nothing on the scoreboard. Brandon Staley just pulled that off. So he's got to be fired. And going into this game, I looked at Chargers-Vikings, or excuse me, Chargers-Jaguars and Giants-Vikings as two very similar games. One team is much more talented than the other. The Chargers are much more talented across the board than the Jaguars are. The Vikings are much more talented across the board than the Giants are. One of the teams is known historically for losing games they should not lose. That would be the Chargers in this game. That would be the Vikings in Sunday afternoon's game. And in both of these games, you had a coaching mismatch. With the Jaguars and Doug Peterson, it's a coach who has won the Super Bowl, a coach who I was adamant two years ago that, oh, this is a no-brainer. The Jets are moving on from Adam Gase. Doug Peterson's available. What are we doing? Forget all the other interviews. There's your coach. They already you know, lost Trevor Lawrence. They're not going to get him, but there's your coach, Doug Peterson. Hire him. No decision made. Of course, Woody Johnson will never do that because he'll never make a right decision in his life. Doug Peterson ends up with the Jaguars a year later, has Trevor Lawrence after the Urban Meyer disaster last year. And on the other sideline is Brandon Staley, one of the worst head coaches of all time. The slight difference between that game and the Giants game is, while Brian Dayball is one of the best coaches in the league, I don't know if Kevin O'Connell is nearly as bad as Brandon Staley. It's hard for me to put him in that category when in his first year, his team went 13-4. and But even if he's a solid coach, The Giants have a coaching advantage. If you're a Giants fan, you might want to think back on this game and look back to how the team that is not as talented, not nearly as talented, beat the team that should have smoked them. The Jaguars had an edge doing it in their own building, whereas tomorrow the more talented team in the Vikings will be in their own building. That game, I I still... I mean, the adrenaline I have going through me right now, I was joking with Paul Rosenberg before if I was doing the later show, the 4 to 7.30, my plan would have been to take a nap after that game, and I don't know if I would have been able to because of how exciting it was watching that game. We saw history tonight in that game. 27-0. 5-0 in the turnover battle. 
and the Chargers lost. And they lost, you know, it's not 5 nothing, and then things turned around and Herbert started throwing picks or Eckler had a couple fumbles. Chargers didn't turn the ball over. And they still blew a 27-point lead. There was no punt return touchdown, no fluky special teams play. Not really a penalty that was, you know, a 50-plus yard penalty that put them in scoring position. All of the normal elements that you would expect to see in a game where there was a 27-point comeback, none of that was there in this game. Except for one coach not having any idea what to do with the lead. So many times in the second half when the Chargers are going back and having Herbert drop back and throw, I'm thinking, why are you not just handing the ball off to Austin Eckler? And it's not like the Chargers don't have a running game. They have one of the best running backs in the sport in Austin Eckler. And we're not going to let him run the ball. Not going to try to waste time off the clock. Let's just keep throwing and throwing and throwing. Incomplete pass, incomplete pass, letting the Jaguars back into this game. That was a masterclass into how not to coach a football game. And I remember thinking two years ago, one of the other top candidates for that Chargers job was one Brian Dayball, who now is the head coach of the New York Giants. And in the same way that Brandon Staley was the reason the Chargers just lost a playoff game, later today at 4.30, if the Giants are going to win, it's going to be because of two people. Saquon Barkley, not one of those two people. Daniel Jones, A guy who Giants fans are now trying to put into the upper echelon of quarterbacks with guys like Herbert, with where Lawrence will be very, very soon. Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, all those types. It won't be because of him. If the Giants win on Sunday afternoon, it is because of Brian Dayball and Wink Martindale. And we will get into plenty on how exactly the Giants can beat the Vikings, what they need to do what they need to stop the Vikings from doing. But I want to get right to your calls, so we're going to do that right now and get into the calls on this insane Jaguars and Chargers game. Lead it off with Todd in Waterbury, Connecticut. Good morning, Todd. Hey, Bubba. How you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm I'm pumped after that game. That was just... Those are the like I came on last year after the Bills Patriots game, which was one of the worst playoff games we've ever seen. So to come on this year after that, it's awesome, Todd. I'm pumped. How about you? Bubba. This comes down to coaching. Doug Peterson, this guy, I can't believe that they let him go. I mean, this guy, he, he out coaches. It was it was completely like evident. Do you agree? Oh, uh, listen, he. I mean, he ran circles around Brandon Staley, and I, I wanted to crush the Eagles at the time for firing Peterson and hiring Nick Sirianni. It looks like maybe both parties ended up better off from that parting of the ways because Sirianni's obviously done a very good job with Philadelphia. They are the one seed. We'll see him next week. But Doug Peterson is an incredible football coach. If anybody tries to hold that Sudfeld game from Week 17 a couple of years ago against them, I know I understand why Giants fans don't like him for that, but I don't think he made that decision on his own. I think he was scapegoated in Philadelphia for a front office and ownership decision. This is a guy who won a Super Bowl with a team that we had all joked forever, Todd. Well, the Eagles are never winning a Super Bowl. Doug Peterson did that with Nick Foles against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Doug Peterson is an exceptional football coach. It will make me sick forever that the Jets did not hire him two years ago, but he outcoached Brandon Staley tonight. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. This guy ran the Philadelphia special in the Super Bowl. He did what he did tonight. 
He's phenomenal. He brought calm to the Jacksonville Jaguars with Urban Meyer, that whole situation where he was a disgrace. I, I just couldn't believe what I witnessed tonight. This guy is a legend, great coach, and I don't even know what else to say, brother. No, listen, Todd, you're right, and thank you for the call. Legend might do it. I mean, Doug Peterson's not close to Hall of Fame territory yet, but what he'll need to get into the Hall of Fame is a second Super Bowl ring, and Trevor Lawrence is going to be the kind of quarterback to get you that second Super Bowl ring. And one thing you mentioned, what he whipped out tonight, in addition to the Philly special a couple years ago, I think what you're referring to is the T-formation play, and the Jaguars are on the 40-yard line, it's third and about inches. They throw the ball, the Jaguars, down two points under the two-minute warning. And I'm screaming. I'm in there with Rosenberg and Taylor Ringgold. Can't remember if Brian McKean. That's how foggy I am. Just we were so pumped. I don't even remember if McKean was in the room yet. Uh, Dexter Henry was here. We're all screaming. Why are you not just running the ball? Sneak it. Get the yard. You know, get the first down, reset, and then continue to move down the field. They come out in the T formation. And I'm getting excited, and everybody else here probably thought I was a little crazy, but if you know me, you know I went to Penn State. I'm a Penn State alum. I'm a Penn State football fan. I was at the Rose Bowl two weeks ago when they brought out the T formation and had an 80-plus yard touchdown run out of it, Nicholas Singleton. I've been watching them run plays from that successfully all year long, and Doug Peterson brought that back to the NFL. I've never seen it in the NFL before, I had barely seen it in college football before James Franklin and Mike Yursich made it a staple of their short yardage offense for Penn State this year. So I'm getting excited just seeing them line up in that formation. And Travis Etienne takes the handoff, runs wide to the right side, all the way down the field. And the Jaguars are in field goal range. They kick the field goal. It was really close. Man, oh man, did it look like Riley uh, Patterson was going to hook that field goal. But Doug Peterson... The cojones to call that play. First time we've seen it in game action. And not just run it effectively. The perfect execution to get over 20 yards on that play. And pretty much set your team up for the win. Doug Peterson knows how to coach. And the other play I loved from him. There was there would have definitely been debate about this if the Jaguars did not end up winning. When it's 30-26. to 26, after the Bosa unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, and the Jaguars go for two, and they convert to make it 30-28, to 28, meaning that if they get the ball back, all they need is a field goal to win it, not a field goal to tie the game and send it into overtime. I loved that call. Because even if you don't get it, if it's 30-26, to 26, if you get it, you kick an extra point, no matter what, if the Chargers score a touchdown, you're done. At 30-26, to 26, even if the Chargers go down the field and kick a field goal, it's 33-26. You can still tie the game with a touchdown. I love that he was aggressive there. I love coaches that play to win. Doug Peterson coached this game and coached this fourth quarter to win. I loved it, and he was rewarded for it. Let's go to our pal Robbie and Lennox up next. Good morning, Robbie. Hey, Fleet. 
how you doing? I just want to say something, okay? I've been a Chargers fan along, you know, my Giants are my first team, but I've been a Chargers fan since I'm 12 years old. I'm almost 58, okay? I have never seen ineptitude in professional coaching. If the Spanos family does not get rid of Brandon Staley tonight, they're crazy. First of all, let's talk about the first, the end of the first half. Because I texted my girlfriend. I said, here we go again. I said, I've seen this story before. You have two minutes left in the half, and you decide. The, Robbie, that end team. around, what were they thinking? What are they thinking about? I mean, it's I mean, third and one. You have Austin Eckler. You have Herbert. Run a sneak. Run a regular running play. Again, right. we we and you're a Giants fan, so you know you remember when the Titans did that in Week One and cost themselves right. a game. Think about how right. the Giants season goes, or the Titans season. If they the Titans might have been playing right. this game today on, in the wild card, winning the AFC South, if they don't call that stupid play. So what did the Chargers do? That's uh, we talk about Doug Peterson. There right. was a time and place to go for two. Brandon Staley, the king of going for it on fourth right. down he and going for two at the wrong times. We talk about Doug Peterson calling that T formation at the right yep. time. Brandon Correct. Staley lets his OC call that play, the jet sweep to a, a backup special team when your last wide receivers. At that moment, and of course it's not executed correctly. He bumps into Herbert. Yep. He drops the ball. They're lucky the Jaguars didn't fall on it in close to the red I zone. Mean, I mean, Mike Lombardi is a complete moron. You have the ball at the five-yard line, a muff kick, and you throw the ball three times. you got a guy who scored more touchdowns last five years in the NFL in Austin Eckler. Run the damn ball. You're by six. You're at six minutes left. You're up by ten points. It's a third down and three. And here's, here's Herbert scrambling. He's throwing the ball 30 yards down the field. How about just running the ball? The worst-case scenario, Eckler comes up short. Maybe you run the ball fourth down and try to get the ball and, and get the first down and win the game. You're up by ten. Robbie, there, there were – I mean, there had to be 10, 15, 20 plays in the second half where I'm thinking, why is Austin Eckler not getting a carry right here? Stupid. You know, it's amazing, Mike. It's amazing to me how the fine line between coaches that are smart and coaches that are dumb. This guy, and the funny thing, this has been going on all year long. They scored three points. Where the hell is Keenan Allen in the second half? Where's the screen to Eckler? Where's where's Palmer? Where's any of these guys? And then on defense, they played prevent the whole damn half. How about going after Trevor Lawrence for crying out loud? Well, and after, and after Robbie, especially after the way you built that 27-point lead was by being aggressive and forcing Trevor Lawrence into making mistakes, not giving him the time to see what he wanted to. Again, there are great coaches. Bill Belichick, I think Brian Dayball is quickly entering that territory of the great coaches. Doug Peterson, a great coach. Then there are solid coaches. Well, listen, Robbie, it's going to come tomorrow. It's got to come tomorrow. Yeah, thank thank you, Robbie. Continued success. All right, brother. Thanks, pal. Listen, it's got to come tomorrow, the accountability for Brandon Staley. You feel bad tonight for the fans of the L.A. Chargers. They don't deserve this garbage. This is the kind of thing, if you root for a bad franchise, and God knows I do because I'm a Jets fan, you see this kind of trash over and over and over again. There are great coaches. Then there are coaches that are just solid. They might not add a ton, but they don't make these truly insane and idiotic decisions. Brandon Staley put on one of the most incredible displays of incompetence in coaching that you could ever see in any sport on Saturday night. I mean, bad, dumb coaches. A guy like Todd Bowles, who is an idiot, doesn't know anything about running a football team. Great coordinator, horrible head coach. Mike McCarthy, who is a solid coach, but horrendous when it comes to game management. They can't even dream of making the kind of decisions that Brandon Staley made tonight. Brandon Staley, every single step down the road, 
hey, do you want to do this obviously correct thing or this really, really stupid thing? And he picked the stupid button. And he just kept mashing that button all night long until it broke. And now the Chargers are going home. And this is a guy, you know, we joke about there are coaches that deserve a second shot as a head coach. Brandon Staley, if he did not coach his final game as an NFL head coach ever tonight, then either the Spanos family or another owner is just beyond help. That should be it for Brandon Staley. You almost feel bad saying they shouldn't have let him back on the plane, but I don't know if I would let him back on the plane. With all those assistants, all those players, while they weren't great, while they made mistakes, he let everybody down tonight. You might be better off saying, you know what? Don't even bother coming back home. I guess where you're helped out a little bit is there are no Chargers fans in Los Angeles, so there's nobody going to be booing him uh, when he arrives back in L.A., gets off the plane, if there are any Chargers fans there in San Diego. So my advice to Brandon Staley, other than learn something about how to coach a football game, when you get to L.A., drive north or drive east. Don't go south. 877-337-6666. Take a quick timeout. Come back. Keep going with your calls on the Chargers and Jaguars game. The Giants and the Vikings will have plenty more to do on that game. I'm here until 4, and we'll do all of Wild Card Weekend. I'm not calling it Super Wild Card Weekend because that's absurd. Wild Card Weekend as it continues with four more games, three later today, one on Monday night. We'll talk about it all. It's Fleagues on the Fan. We're coming right back. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.